Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Not So Tough Med Talks. Here we are, it's a bright Tuesday and we are sitting again in Mochery once again and we are recording this episode. So this has, I think probably this will become our new studio setup. You know, it's nothing but, you know, we sitting in Mochery and I'm having my phone. So that's my studio right now. So hopefully we'll see more. So here we are in our new episode and we have our guest with us, my junior Cyrus Paul. So hi Cyrus. Hello senior. How are you? Ah, I feel awesome. Thanks Iris for honoring my invite and becoming a guest in today's episode. I'm absolutely stoked <laughs> for you to give me this opportunity to speak. In this it's it's not every day that you get to talk on things that you learned in med school and uh, lay it out as a formal conversation with an audience. Okay, so for the record it's informal <laughs> conversation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's pretty fun when I Once you gave me this idea, uh, I was like, okay, fine. This is something pretty cool. I really want to talk about it on a podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, the topic I wanted to talk about was antidepressants. Uh, and there's a long, okay, not a long story. It's a quite funny story. Okay, because, what is that? I'm curious. Because uh, it was second year introduction into pharmacology, like halfway mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. And then we were given this project uh, of making your own uh, uh posters hmm. and it's supposed to be a seminar based on your poster hmm. and uh, fortunately for me during that period i was upset hmm. you could call it depression if you want to but then okay fine oh. everyone between the 20 to 25 is always hmm. depressed so especially in med school <laughs> especially yes. in our college <laughs> med school itself is depressing uh. and on top of that you have another barrage hmm. of things to deal with hmm. and so I don't know what what stroke of luck or what coincidence it was mm. my topic was antidepressants so that became so close to you so close to your heart yeah it was a eureka moment was like okay when someone noticed me and they gave me a topic to you know that's oh, so you were given the topic i was given the topic see nature is working for you <laughs> uh. and it was like okay friend as you said nature is working for my benefit mm. and so i was curious and very inquisitive in the topic i made i did a lot of de- detailed research that's not detailed let's say i just study my textbook and a little bit of <laughs> mm. google here and there mm. and then okay fine i could say i know quite a bit on antidepressants okay so you're happy on happy pills you can call it happy pills if you want yes <laughs> all right so yeah please go on what have you got for us so uh, okay let's lay it down first we'll break it down into parts mm. uh, so if you have to talk about depression first I means is something everyone knows okay i don't want to talk about it let's just make it short and say it's being sad <laughs> let's not depress him yeah we <laughs> just sad and then they out um, but since it's like a, a major health issue right now and mm. people are really being vocal about it uh, it's not light in the topic as much but then let's just say it's being sad for and a long time it happens period. to be today world uh, yeah that was day. 10th october right yeah it was 10th october oh, was world but we then had the program today oh okay now for you so that's depression and sad part about depression is you don't need someone from you don't need an external stimulus to kill yourself you just do it on your own and uh, depressing yeah that is damn depressing <laughs> and uh, so talking about it someone somewhere in some part of the world realized it's a big concern and he came up with pills to cure it mm. and uh, that's how this antidepressants were born mm. but uh, okay fine if i have to talk about antidepressants uh, they are like this magic pills that work really well on pathological depression mm. and uh, it's proven fact that okay pathological depression let's just talk about what is that first mm. it's like um there's so what is the other <laughs> other counterpart for that it's just non pathological non pathological you say 
non pathological in the sense like your everyday grief your sorrows that you go through life just mm. life in general mm. you can't count that as depression and uh, say i need pills for this and all <laughs> but then the other term when a normal person is like uh, he's low on uh, his happy hormones or his mm. happy neurotransmitters mm. he goes into this phase of depression and uh, we know what follows after that and for such people these antidepressant pills are kind of useful Mm. So uh, if you have to talk about the classification okay fine before that let's just talk about the uh, neurotransmitters that are required to keep a person sane so in the important ones are like uh, these monoamines that are known as serotonin mm. the happy hormone mm. or the happy transmitter how we call it that what one. do you have in bananas bananas serotonin i think it like you get more bananas you get more serotonin yeah i don't know i hope i'm right <laughs> i don't know <laughs> right i'm on air okay ha huh. so that and then we have this other neurotransmitter known as noradrenaline surprisingly that has something to do with your mood all this while i kept thinking that okay noradrenaline is some serious thing in fight or flight and all no it has something to do with you being happy also yeah. and then you have dopamine as well yeah. but then dopamine in uh, this mechanism of antidepressant doesn't play a major role it's only the serotonin yeah. and noradrenaline that plays a really important role in elevating a mood of a depressed person yeah. so firstly what happens in a depressed in a depressed patient is mm-hmm. what you have to know so in a depressed person these uh, serotonin and noradrenaline these neurotransmitters they're all in decreased levels okay they like mm-hmm. they're less than normal mm-hmm. and for a prolonged period of time so mm-hmm. this causes the person so we are to- talking about pathological <coughs> depression yeah ha ah. okay. i mean i i don't know what goes behind in a non pathological depression non pathological people are just heartbroken yeah, kind of yeah <laughs> you could say that also but then i maybe that also has to do something with their neurotransmitters being less mm. i'm not too sure about it mm. but then let's just talk <clears throat> about the pathological ones the one where people are just sad for no reason at all mm. because that's kind of uh, scary to know that you're just sad for no reason mm. so in such people mm. uh, what happens is there's this imbalance between the neurotransmitters especially serotonin and noradrenaline they're in decreased levels mm. and for a prolonged period of time so this is what causes their uh, their concern that they just die in the end they kill themselves or they mm. go through a very sad phase mm. now to uh, address this issue there are like uh, other enzymes that uh, no, that's known as monoamine oxidase mm. which breaks down this uh, serotonin and noradrenaline mm. into its byproducts mm. and so which basically means there's not enough uh, noradrenaline and serotonin left mm. to keep you happy mm. and there's an other mechanism which is known as a reuptake of these uh, neurotransmitters mm. especially this this net and cert by net i mean it's neuro it's an norepinephrine transmitter and the cert is a serotonin transporter mm. so, so these things they reuptake what's already used so that more serotonin doesn't get produced yeah mm. so uh, the fundamental concept is there's something known as neurons for all my non medical friends out there mm. we have these things known as neurons and there's something known as synaptic cleft mm. a synaptic cleft is basically the space between two neurons mm. and in this synaptic cleft the presence of this uh, noradrenaline and serotonin is vital mm. so more of them present in the synaptic cleft means you're happy if there's not much of uh, serotonin and noradrenaline in the synaptic cleft mm. is what makes you sad yeah so these like i said this monoamine oxidase an enzyme it breaks down serotonin and noradrenaline which means there's not much of those neurotransmitters in the synaptic cleft yeah so it causes you to feel sad and there's another one known as a reuptake phenomenon where mm. like i said this transporter proteins this mm. net and cert mm. that is norepinephrine transporter and serotonin transporter mm. they reuptake these uh, neurotransmitters present in the synaptic cleft mm. back into the neurons which mm. means again there's not much in the synaptic cleft because they are getting reused yeah mm. so the beauty about this antidepressants is it addresses these two um, normal phenomenon of re- uh, reuptake 
and break down through um, enzymes hmm. and they make sure there is a fair enough concentration of these neurotransmitters present in the synaptic cleft hmm. and so that's what we're going to talk about hmm. so these antidepressants they broken down into four classes hmm. uh, one is like a really old uh, uh, the classified uh, re- really old one really old classification which is hmm. the reversible inhibitor of monoamine oxidase hmm. fondly called as remas it sounds like a <laughs> it sounds a pretty cool name remas yeah, yeah remas <laughs> Oh. and so the the drug that comes out of that is known as amoclobemide so i don't want to go into other drugs let's just talk about one and keep it simple so no wait no one second so you're talking about two system of classification the old system of classification is called remas no 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 like in generally they broke it down into four classifications okay so i'm talking about remas is one then you have the tcs hmm. then you have the ssris and the snris and then you have the new drugs okay all right ha huh. so these remas were pretty old like hmm. before tca remas were there hmm. So okay fine let's just I'll just start off like one by one and go through classification so uh you would have you be wondering what is this SSRI and all that stuff so remas is reversible inhibitor of monoamine oxidase and this SSRI is a ser- selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors mm. and then you have this SNRI which is a serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors mm. and then you have the TCS the tricyclic antidepressants the ones that are were predominantly used after uh, remas but then they also were the ones that had a lot of side effects and then you have the newer drugs the atypical antidepressants mm. the thing about the newer drugs is they don't work uh, they don't work on the the mechanism that we spoke about the enzyme breakdown and the reuptake they have their own different mechanism we'll just we'll talk about that later mm. so coming to the remas uh, they are reversible inhibitors the name itself suggests so they reversibly inhibit the monoamine oxidase mm. the enzyme which is responsible for breaking down uh serotonin and noradrenaline so they destroy the destroyer yeah kind of <laughs> but then it's reversible so it's just a temporary uh, thing so like if you stop taking those pills mm. in another two days mm. you can you'll go back to feeling depressed okay mm. <laughs> it's a funny way to put it but then yeah uh that was used predominantly people still use it nowadays especially for the uh, elderly patients mm. for them i think it's much more suitable to use the re- reversible inhibitors and then uh, after that was this phase of tcs the tricyclic anti antidepressants mm. so those have another sub classification as well there's like uh, predominant noradrenaline reuptake inhibitors and then the serotonin plus noradrenaline reuptake mm. inhibitors so the special drug that comes out of this classification was um, imipramine uh, group of drugs and uh, so basically tcs they have um, a pretty cool mechanism like they they uh, they prevent the reuptake they act on the net and the sert transporter as i spoke of before they prevent the reuptake like they inhibit those transport proteins mm. and so thus there's more of uh, the noradrenaline and serotonin present in the synaptic cleft so under those only the drugs have a rhyming thing imipramine trimipramine exactly all yeah means 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 all the way. imine mean means and all those mm. so the thing about tcs is like as as uh, convenient as they sound their mechanism is they have a lot of side effects mm. so which was mostly the having a lot of tachycardia the arrhythmias and all those kind of stuff mm. basically making them non suitable and the irony in tcs was that um, a depressed person if he goes into a phase of depression like the thing back then with tcs were mm. they had a lot of side effects mm. also there was a low low safety margin mm. and also the fact that even after a prolonged duration of therapy with tcs it wasn't proven that they were getting any better mm. so in such cases uh, the suicidal tendency tendency persons they would just overdose on tcs mm-hmm. and the thing is it would kill you also because it has low safety margin yeah, right mm-hmm. yeah so and plus they have so many other side effects they react with other kind of drugs and all that mm-hmm. making it all the more unreliable to be using mm-hmm. if you are a depressed person mm-hmm. 
so the solution to that was uh, our pharmacologists <laughs> yeah don't take tcs <laughs> ah. and then they came up with other good drugs known as the ssris and mm-hmm. the snris mm-hmm. so right now like most of my friends who i know who are actually going to therapy and all those they've been uh, prescribed with uh, the ssris the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors mm-hmm. so in this what happens is these ssris they basically work by only hit inhibiting the cert yeah mm-hmm. the cert transporter that is mm-hmm. the serotonin transporter alone and not the noradrenaline they want to interfere with that and all mm-hmm. so uh, and the reason why they are much more prefer now is that uh, it has a very high safety margin mm-hmm. so if a person overdoses on PCS. yeah mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. and also even if they overdose on ssris it's mm-hmm. not going to kill you Mm. so it's convenient for a depressed person to overdose and on it and not die and still feel happy about it later <laughs> uh, so that's about uh, ssris and most often like i'm not sure if people are actually going to therapy and being prescribed drugs the commonly prescribed drugs under ssris is the citalopram escitalopram mm. and the fluoxetine these are like the three common drugs that has been prescribed nowadays i guess mm. and uh, yeah they do a fairly decent job but then again for the effect of these uh, antidepressants to work it takes a pretty long time uh, about 3 weeks minimum or 2 months let's just say 2 months mm. to 3 weeks is when uh, you actually start seeing differences so you got to be patient you got to be patient if you're a patient you got to be patient <laughs> <laughs> right mm. and the snris uh, because that is selective nor i mean serotonin Selectin. and uh, noradrenaline nor- mm. reuptake inhibitors mm. um, they are not as effective as the ssris so mm. they have like just limited use and they just given again to the preference of the patient if mm. this particular patient is compatible with snris compared to ssris then mm. you just switch to snris otherwise like the gold standard now is just the ssris mm. and the then most drug of choices yeah so under uh, okay fine when you have to talk about the new atypical antidepressants mm. which are actually the wonder drugs apparently because um, they have like so many other versatile uses apart from just uh, treating depression mm. so those you have like the bupropion drugs which is um, basically all for the smokers alone like most smokers would know about it because this bupropion is for cessation of smoking and then you have the mianserin the mirtazapine and all those other kind of drugs um mian okay i'm not too sure about it i don't want to talk about it then <laughs> then uh, i think uh, more new drugs came from the time i finished my pharmacology <laughs> you are telling different different drugs yeah those i came. mean different in the new new drugs new yeah, drugs yeah. just keep Mm. with advancement of age you have more drugs and more sad people that's all <laughs> <laughs> huh. and uh, so that's about antidepressants no classification of that yeah mm. so now if you have to talk about the uses of antidepressants mm. surprising fact is it's just not just to cure depression it has another set of versatile uses so uh, apart from just treating a uh, major depression mm. it has to treat your uh, this attention hyper deficit disorder the adhds mm. so is for that and surprisingly it's also used for uh, treating bedwetting also and mm-hmm. uses and mm-hmm. all that yeah and then uh, the convenient part about uh, these pills is also that it helps you treat ptsd the post traumatic stress disorders mm-hmm. and then for the ladies out there the mm-hmm. pmmds i think it's called the premenstrual uh, dysphoric disorder pmdd that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. So i think it has to do something that uh, what do you say that uh, before your periods people i mean women in general they, they become cranky there's a shift in their mood no offense <laughs> no offense no okay, offense yeah. <laughs> <laughs> offense ha huh, yeah yeah it, to, it does exist yeah yes. so mm. to deal with that uh, mm. is when you can use 
uh, antidepressants but then i don't know who would do that and all mm. it's still their part of the uses mm. and then the other thing is there's there's some weird uses it has there's like people use it for kleptomania and all kleptomania is like stealing small stuff yeah, yeah. we so, had a kleptomanic friend back in hostel in our first year <laughs> <laughs> okay brings me memories okay you probably should have given him a pill or something <laughs> <laughs> if i had not it was first year <laughs> kleptomania okay so uh it is used on that okay yeah cool. and then mm. for the ocds also for mm. the people who are very specific about keeping the things in an order mm. you can take pills also if you want to ocds your obsessive compulsive disorder and also these newer drugs don't cause sedation no unlike mm. the other things so, yeah mm. sedation yeah that also mm. uh in general there's a lot of other uses uh yeah and for diabetics when they have this neuropathic pain that is and they have pain without a stimulus also so and for them also i think this amitriptyline which is a tca mm-hmm. tca yeah it's a tca mm-hmm. and that's been given to them for all this neuropathic pains and all that stuff so mm-hmm. it has a lot of other uses uh not just about depression but then the major concern being depression so guys <laughs> if you uh, have old people in your house you don't have to really get diagnosed if you have depression and you want drugs you can just go and you know see their pills your grandfather's pills there might be some antidepressant drugs <laughs> you can take and use it it's okay but don't quote me on this okay this is just a small tip we are giving you guys yeah okay friend so on the whole conclusion so take home message after all of this lecture what am i supposed to take home from this is antidepressant the only choice for depression i'd say if in case you have a, a pathological depression like i said you're sad for no reason at all there's no stimulus to it mm. then probably yes it might mean uh, these antidepressant pills probably have some use to it mm. uh, they might kind of help you get better in the long run mm. but then if you're like every other person in this world having tribulations sorrow mm. grief going tribulations. through just going through strong life strong word <laughs> <laughs> just going through life mm. then i'd say you probably don't require pills instead you could just talk to your friends have a reliable reliable friend to talk to yeah you can uh, even talk to cyrus akrais uh, paul akrais paul yes yeah yeah in instagram <laughs> in instagram you can you know text him or you can text me the host uh, dr vivek hatsin no, i th- i think i should i like it yeah, was a nice reliable, spot yeah. where i can uh, you know uh, <laughs> slip in the slip in the <laughs> nice one okay hmm yeah so you have to have a reliable friend especially not those people who say you know when some uh some some world health world mental health thing goes on it'll be the story that says if you're depressed come talk to me dmt me mom is there don't trust those flows they'll never be there for you trust that one flow is like okay fine bro it's all good don't worry just talk to him hmm. and uh yeah so and again therapy is not a wrong thing i have a lot of friends of mine who were like uh, who said bro this this phase of life is really hard for me and then i had to open up to therapy or the psychiatrist hmm. and all that so it's it's also a valid option if you ask me there's nothing to feel embarrassed or say you're uh, feel weak about it feel really it's actually a <coughs> brave step and you know it's not the weak it's not for the weak minded it's if you if you're someone who is reaching out for therapy then that means you have the courage and you have you, you are strong enough within yourself to know who you are and then you're going for exactly the to address that um, to admit the fact that you're not feeling well and then to have the courage to go and open up about about it to someone mm. it it requires courage and not everyone can uh, really just put aside their ego and say no i'm fine and all that and just to you know um uh if you are thinking that what if others think or, or, or what if others get to know that i'm going exactly. to therapy exactly yeah uh let me give you my insider on that so uh i uh, had there was one junior who was who was who i was kind of crushing on 
okay i sh- i i don't think i should be telling this on air but yeah i was kind of crushing on but uh, when i got to know that she was uh, undergoing therapy and uh, she was voluntarily going for it it kind of uh, increased my uh, respect for her like i was like wow she's brave enough to you know kind of uh, disprove all those um, <clears throat> all those what all those you know thoughts negative yeah. thoughts and go for it so you know there might be people who might be thinking the same way so it's not a bad thing that y- if you're reaching out for a therapy so yeah in others eyes it, it might be something that you're accomplishing something great exactly and also the fact that my friends who i asked them what was their uh, outlook after a session of therapy and also they said bro it just helped me a lot like for some reason you just felt like you were carrying so much burden that is not necessary when you share it to another person another experienced person in this field it just makes your life all the more easier and then they it apparently they deal with a lot of people going through this phase and all that so they know what to say and what not to say and how to guide you and what to do and all that stuff Mm-hmm. So if things go out of hand they probably would describe you by medication at the same time they will be there for counseling so it makes uh, things much more better so if uh, i don't want to downplay the fact that only pathological depression is the one that needs pills there are other people who would have gone through way 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 serious traumas and grief and all that mm-hmm. and probably to come out of that you need a lot more than just pills okay so i think if you are going through something that's uh, really heartbreaking you just you just don't feel like there's an uh, a breakthrough for that mm-hmm. i'd say find therapy find someone to talk to there's mm-hmm. nothing to feel ashamed of that go for it and then they probably would prescribe you pills along with their <coughs> counseling and all that and then you'd come out as a better person if not uh, cured yes we need to you know kind of uh, make on a holistic approach towards it just uh, relying on the pills isn't enough you exactly. need to kind of build your yeah. life around it you know probably after a breakdown or something it's uh, you need to start bring, bring in more things and building up life around it so yeah. thanks cyrus for uh, you know sharing these valuable informations i mean i was ki- i was kind of uh, seeing tripathi as you were reading it i mean as you were not reading it as you were saying i i, I can imagine what and all were in tripathi so pictographical pictorial <laughs> primary they say right yeah 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 so yeah yeah so uh, i think uh, what's iris uh, shared was like uh 99.99.9% correct uh, no 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 <laughs> let's just, let's insert disclaimer now again yeah, yeah uh, please do the disclaimer please the book i refer to kd tripathi he himself says the author himself the great tripathi says the pills are not the answer to everything if you're going through everyday life with grief and sorrows and all that the pills are not your answers get help from somewhere else mm. and uh, the pills are only for like i said in uh, in most serious cases or severe cases and all that mm-hmm. and otherwise you really need to open up with people find your uh, inner peace mm-hmm. and by saying finding inner peace i'd say if you are a person who believes in god mm-hmm. i mean yes seek god that's yes. all the answer i have yes. for you mm-hmm. and uh, yes again uh, the pills are not the answer for everything if you're sad to overcome it do things that you are uh, more you find passionate about find do, a hobby yeah find a hobby mm-hmm. and probably things which were fascinating to you back then might not feel as fascinating fascinating now because you just lost hope in life but then don't worry hang in there in a few moment of time or like as time goes you'll feel better you'll you'll come out as a better person that's a lot of holistic care that you have given us Cyrus 
Uh, thanks for that. And you guys, don't try this at home. Don't try this in your exam hall. Please read your books and go write your exams. So our motive here is to make things entertaining so that when you go back to your house, you would already have a scaffolding of the particular topic in your head so that when you read it, things would kind of easily get into your head. And the whole process will end up being fun. You guys can find the show notes of this particular episode in our Not So Tough Men Talks website. And after listening to this website, if you guys uh, would like to feature as the guest, as a guest in, in one of the episodes, then feel free to reach me through Instagram or through um, the website itself. There's a button for that. So you can reach me and I would, glad, I would be glad to have you as my guest. So thank you guys for listening to this episode with Cyrus on antidepressants. So we'll meet you up with a new episode. Until then, stay inspired. Bye-bye.